Rusty Quill presents. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It was refreshing to feel the sun no longer striking my face as I entered the forest maw. At first I couldn't see, having become accustomed to the bright light of the path that I had come from. 
Brains do a curious thing when one of their senses has been suddenly removed, in that they simply pretend that the sense is still there. I tried to navigate this new path in my blindness, because my mind assured me that I could see, as if I had a right to see. This did not last long, though, because while my brain was maintaining that I had a right to see, it was also deeply confused about where to go, and the lack of information caused panic and confusion. I stood still and waited for my senses to right themselves. When my vision slowly returned, it was like waking up from a dream. The world was colored differently now, green and brown and black. The color of things dying and decaying, and new things growing out of them. The color of fur and wood and dirt. With nothing new to read, I looked straight ahead at the path in front of me. No distractions. The path was well-defined and winding, clearly made by a person deliberately creating a path. It wound unnecessarily, defying the natural contour of the path made by the trees. The trees were so tightly packed that one might assume that a path through them needed to be precise in its design, but that was not the case. Sometimes there are places where the trail would turn back and take a meandering trajectory, even though the next part of the path was clearly visible not far away through the trees. It would be much simpler to leave the path and meet up again with it later. Despite this, I did not see any footprints or desire paths that indicated that anyone had ever done this. It did not seem like a path made by someone who was trying to get directly from one place to another. It seemed more like a path that was designed to give a tour of the entire forest, visiting every feature that it had to offer. Regardless of its intent, it surely accomplished this. I appreciated the scenic route. I was not in a hurry to be anywhere, nor did I have anywhere that I needed to be, nor did I have any other place that I could be. I was in the forest because I was supposed to be in the forest. If I were supposed to be somewhere else, I would either be there or end up there. It was not a choice that I was making. On previous walks, I had thought about previous Raphael Muslani novels that I had read before starting out on my journey. I say that I had read them previously because that is the only way that I could have known what was in them. This time, I could not remember the contents of any Raphael Muslani novels. I tried to remember the contents of any of them and failed. I tried to remember what I had just read in Oh God, I Am Larry, if Raphael Muslani decides to name the novel that, which he likely won't, and failed completely to remember even the most basic details. This was not especially concerning to me. There are many more important things to remember than the plot of some novels that I didn't fully enjoy but I still felt a pang of loss, as if I were holding on to those memories in case I needed to use them later. As if something that I had learned reading Terrible Help is Hard to Find, a novel whose title I did not remember, would save the day in a pinch. I expected the memories to return, eventually. I had to speak with Raphael Muslani about Oh God, I Am Larry, after all. I couldn't talk about a book that I didn't remember the contents of. After some time walking, time having completely gotten away from me in the process, I lost concentration. It was a pleasant, fuzzy disengagement with the world around me. It was dim and cool inside the forest, a welcome respite from the bright, hot trail that led up to it. My eyes had been tired from straining to read Oh God, I Am Larry, and now had an opportunity to relax. I ended up staring into the distance, through the trees, eyes not focused. It was after walking in this manner for a while that I noticed that the path seemed to have begun assembling itself far in front of me. I could see the end of the path, rounded off in brown. I could see it moving forward. I would get to the place where I had seen the path end, and the ending wouldn't be there anymore. There was always more path to walk down. It was not changing based on my whims. It went wherever it wanted to go. I could see that the part of the trail that I was on was preparing to double back for a long distance. There were no natural features preventing it from simply going forward. The trees were sparse enough that a person could fit in between them without any discomfort, even a person much larger than myself. In fact, I could see a spot on the path that I had never been on, one that was further along the trail, only a few yards away. 
If anyone had ever crossed the forest to progress farther in the path, there was no evidence of it. I doubted that anyone had ever used this path for the purpose of getting to the next place that they needed to be quickly. I left the established path and walked the few yards through the unmitigated forest, not out of impatience but curiosity, to the later segment. I was now closer to the end of the path, the end that was currently expanding in front of me. It was only after taking the shortcut that I could see that the path was being directed by something, and not just popping into existence arbitrarily or purely out of thin air. What I had seen as the end of the path, the rounded brown outline trudging ever onward, had fur. Its fur was identical in color to the dirt of the path that we were on, so I had mistaken the animal for nothing at all. That is not to say that its fur was dirty. I was considerably closer to it than I had been, but it was still a safe distance away. By squinting, I was eventually able to tell that it was a bear. I wasn't on a bear path, like the one that I had crawled through to get to Raphael's cabin. The bear was not making the path through the mere act of walking. The path was forming in front of the bear, presumably following the bear's whims as it did so. The bear was at the very front of the path, each step materializing the trail in front of her, her being the bear. I say her because the bear is female. I know the bear is female because she is the female bear who is leading me through the woods. I am traveling through the woods because I am traveling through the woods. She is traveling through the woods because I am traveling through the woods. She is traveling ahead of me, indicating that she's been traveling in the woods longer than me, but she is traveling through the woods because I am traveling through the woods. The bear continued to walk, unaware of my presence or at least unperturbed by it. I did not turn back because I was not able to turn back. I was not afraid of the bear. The bear hadn't noticed me. Irrespective of her perception of me, I found it impossible to be afraid of her. She walked casually, with a grace that is captivating to see in an animal that large. Poise is a word that one might use. Poise being a word that effectively means that she could more easily be one way, but is instead a different way. Poise being a word that can refer to someone's elegance, or the equilibrium of a spring, and extreme restraint to potential chaotic energy. I did not remember whether Raphael Muslani had ever written a novel about a bear. Surely, if he had, she would do whatever it is that other beings in Raphael Muslani novels do, which I couldn't remember. She, again, being the bear. From my new vantage point closer to the end of the trail, I could see more clearly how it was manifesting. Trees were disappearing as the bear approached them. She would appear to nearly walk straight into a tree, as though she didn't see it there, but it would disappear before she got to it. It was as though she couldn't see them, as though the presence of the trees was not affecting her decision to travel wherever she pleased. She was not willing these trees out of existence. The disappearing trees were the result of her leading me through the woods. Take note of the differences between the phrases leading me through the woods and leading me out of the woods. Out of the woods being an idiom that people remark to each other when the worst of a bad situation appears to be over and done with. The forest must have been even thicker than it was now, if some trees were being removed every step forward we took. The soil must have been quite nutritious if so many trees were able to grow so tall so packed together. At points they resembled atoms in a hexagonal crystal lattice, a circle with six other identical circles in the closest packed formation possible. I wondered if trees disappeared from this forest any time someone traveled through it. I wondered if anyone else had ever traveled through the forest. There was no indication that anyone ever had. I did not see any other animals either, except for her, but they must have been there, hiding. We walked in silence for hours. At no point did she turn around and look at me or indicate that she was aware that I was there. The woods were beautiful and monotonous. Every part looked like every other part. It was soothing in a way that I couldn't describe, like respite from stimulation. It was easy to let my guard down and be appreciative at the same time. This is, broadly speaking, what meditation intends to achieve. Eventually, it started to slowly get brighter in the forest. The trees were becoming sparser. 
I could finally see out of the forest and into the open field that sprawled out just beyond it. The bear stopped moving. The path stopped extending forward. The field extended in all directions past the forest. I continued walking down the path. The bear did not move. I continued walking down the path. The bear sat down at the end of the trail. She did not look distressed or agitated. Something slowed my steps. Whatever slowed my steps wasn't fear. I was not afraid of her. I did not make the decision to slow my pace. I slowed my pace because this was the part of the trail where I slow my pace as I approached the bear. She did not turn around and look at me. I knew that she must be able to hear me. I was not taking extra precautions to walk silently behind her. I continued to walk down the path. The path did not extend into the field. The bear did not move. It was clear that the bear had no intention of leaving the forest. It was only a matter of time until I'd reached the end of the trail. I was directly behind the bear, close enough that I could hear her breaths. They were substantial and commanding. I walked forward. I was standing in the same spot that the bear was sitting, superimposed over her. She did not move in a way that indicated that she understood that I was there. I stood there for a moment, on the same patch of dirt that the bear was sitting. I didn't feel any different than I had before I occupied this space in superposition with the bear. I looked out into the empty field. It was still bright out, even though I had spent hours inside of the forest. I had expected for it to be dusk, since I entered the forest at high noon. I stood there, allowing my eyes to adjust. Eventually, they did adjust, and the forest went back to looking impenetrably dark, and the field in front of me began to appear vibrant and inviting. I took a step forward, out of superposition with her, and began to walk. I did not feel any different. I did not turn around to look at the bear. I do not know if she continued to sit, nor in what direction she would walk, once she decided to do so. 